so I've made Titanic mid sync, and that was definitely like the weirdest <laughs> request that I've been given. No, what like yeah. with, with Jack and what's it on a raft? I didn't make them, but I made the little boats in the sea. <laughs> I have to show you a picture of it another time. Wow. Um, but the whole cake, the whole cake was Titanic, and then the board was like the sea. So I did all like the waves and stuff, and it was very dark because it was at night. Um, it was just for, I think it was for an 18th birthday, but just the lady just obsessed with the film. Welcome back to Astronaut to Zookeeper podcast. I'm the art teacher formerly known as Miss Willis, and I'm on a mission to catch up with former students to see what career paths they've taken and what advice they would give their 14-year-old self, all with the aim to open up the imagination for young people when it comes to life after school. And I'm joined by Heidi Folksmith. Hello, Heidi. Hello. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. So um, Heidi is someone who creates things which are, I'd say, as beautiful as they are delicious. So can you explain Mm -hmm. what you actually do? I'm a baker and cake decorator. So make cakes for all sorts of occasions. You name it, I've probably made a cake for that occasion, (laughs) as well as cupcakes and brownies. That's so cool. Because I didn't know what to put as your kind of title, because like cake maker doesn't seem to like cover it all. So, I know you do it all doesn't, sorts of things. It doesn't really have a title because I'm a baker, but I'm a cake maker. I'm also a cake decorator. Um, I think I'm known as just the cake lady. The cake, <laughs> the cake lady. That, that can be it. That's that, what I'm known as. Yeah. It, it feels like you need a like um, an, a cake artisan or something like that. It seems like because there is such like artistry into your work, and I'm I I have proof of this because being a recent customer of yours. So my my niece who had a recent birthday, shout out to Catherine because I know she listens to these. Um, <laughs> and uh, I went up to see her for her birthday, um, and uh, you did some brilliant cupcakes in uh, the, so the theme was Star Wars, and we had Yoda and Chewbacca. Um, but they were brilliant they were so good and we got the classic kind of oh they're too good to eat and then of course (laughs) we totally demolished them can we go back a few years then so so that's what you do now but Mm -hmm. with uh everyone who I speak to I like to ask them about uh their childhood and can you remember what you wanted to be when you were five years old or around that sort of age so I actually can't. And I even asked my mum and dad if they remembered when I knew that you're going to ask me this question. And I can't. But it's not really the answer. But I know from about the age of seven, eight upwards, I wanted to be a paramedic. Very Did different. You? But that's mainly because that was the age that I was when my dad trained. And he's still a paramedic now. Right. Um, and so obviously... I wanted to be a paramedic because he was being a paramedic and it seemed really exciting. But that stuck with me until I was about 14. So can you then describe your particular route, say from school to now where you have your own uh, your own company? Yeah, so I've always baked, I guess, growing up. So my mum bakes. So she'd, we've never bought a cake from the supermarket for a birthday and never so mum would always make them and and then obviously very artistic at school so loved art baked but I never really started baking myself 
linked with more decorating and making them try to be a bit more professional until like sixth form age um, and I did some while I was then studying fine art and design for two years I then did some evening courses which my mum came to as well we did them together some like adult evening courses um doing like sugar flowers and oil icing and stuff that I'd never done but I've really loved doing it I didn't get a qualification out of it it was just for like for fun and for learning um and then I didn't go to university so I just got a job when I left I did a foundation degree actually in fine art and design because at the at end of sixth form I still didn't know what I wanted to do <laughs> and that was a great step um and then I got a job, I managed to find a job as a cake decorator, which I found really hard to find because they're very difficult to find because most people just do them like myself who just do it for them as a small business and they don't employ people. Um, but I got a job doing it and I loved the job, but I wasn't um, a huge fan of the whole workplace. So, but I was great because I knew that I loved the job and I was doing it five days a week and I wasn't bored of it. Um, and then I just, I was only 20 years old and I wasn't in a position that I needed a full-time income financially. So I just left my job and I started up Heidi's Cakes from scratch, from nothing. So I got a part-time job two days a week just as a barista um, to give me a little bit of money to live and pay for my car and whatnot. Um, and then I just, yes, yeah, started up and it just snowballed. Took a little while, obviously. And then the rest of history, five years later. And I, I've been full-time now for about three years. So often people ask you for sort of themes, um, that, or they, they might have seen something that you've already done and ask you for that like, like I did. Um, but other people might give you themes for birthday cakes and such. So has anyone, like, what's the weirdest thing that anyone's asked or the most unusual thing that anyone's asked? Um, so I've done all sorts. <laughs> literally all sorts but the one that springs to mind because that is definitely a very common question that I get asked so if I ever meet anyone new at any not not within my work industry but if I meet anyone at parties and things and I'm always like I always make the cakes I'm always the cake lady that is literally the first question everyone asks me and the, the answer I always give is because it sticks in my mind so I've made Titanic mid-sync and that was definitely like the weirdest <laughs> request that I've been given. No, what like yeah. with, with Jack and what's it on a raft? I didn't make them, but I made the little boats in the sea. <laughs> I have to show you a picture of it another time. Wow. Um, but the whole cake, the whole cake was Titanic, and then the board was like the sea. So I did all like the waves and stuff, and it was very dark. So it was at night. Um, it was just for I think it was for an 18th birthday, but just the lady just obsessed with the film right but I had such great fun making it and I got a really good response from it like on social media everyone loved it um so that's so weird yeah can you think of a uh either uh, just a moment or a day that you thought oh this is this is the best job in the world I love it um generally I guess when if a customer comes and cracks and their reaction is just amazing. <laughs> Sometimes I'll have customers cry with happiness Aww. and that's just at that pinnacle moment. That's when it's like, I've done a good job. Even if I've doubted myself, maybe because I am a perfectionist and I will pull apart every cake I do, okay. even though other people like love it. But that's just comes with the job, I think, and comes with the creative industry. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah when when you get a good reaction to a cake like that or when children come in and they scream at happiness <laughs> about their cake um that's just like even if that cake was really stressful to make and took longer than I thought yeah then that kind of tells me yeah it's, that was worth it okay so on the flip side of that then have you have you had really bad days or things gone really badly or wrong um I, I had trouble with the heat wave recently the heat is horrible working with cakes really really horrible right. um because if like it's, it's a sauna in the kitchen let alone with the oven turned on mm. and then some cakes you can't keep in the fridge because of the moisture and the condensation other cakes you can but then as soon as you bring it out and it's buttercream cake and it's like 34 degrees in the kitchen it's just like instantly I like do something for five minutes and then put it back in the fridge and then carry on and then just a bit of a nightmare um but I did I did deliver a cake um it was while I was working from home it was while I was here um so it must have been May and we had a we had a really hot time in May I think yeah, this wasn't the most recent heat wave, but we had a really hot spell in May. And yeah, I was delivering the cake. And this is the first time it's happened, but the whole cake, it was buttercream, just like the whole decoration at the top just slid all the way off and just slid all the way down into like onto the board and the box. And I was a passenger, my partner was driving, and we got to the lady's house, just out, obviously just pulled up outside. And I saw it and I was just like, oh my goodness. And obviously there was no way I could give her this cake. So I was like, I had to quickly message her and just say, is there any way I could deliver a little bit later? Luckily it was lockdown. So I knew there wasn't a party going on. It was just for the day. So luckily there wasn't an, a massive deadline. And she was just like, no, that's fine. Like, just come over whenever. I didn't tell her what had happened. Went back home, stripped it down, put it back in the fridge, started again rush luckily I managed to manage to get it all right and I think I ended up delivering it about two hours later once it had set in the fridge for a bit longer okay but that initial when I first because I didn't see the cake until we'd got there and because it was in the boot and it, it all slid and I was just like oh my god oh no but you that rescued it what a save I did manage to rescue it yeah and, and she was none um, the wiser she was none the wiser I won't <laughs> say the customer's name <laughs> no no um None the wiser, as she was still really happy about the cake. Um, and then I, that was a really hard day. Mm-hmm. And then, but then a, that was a hard like moment, two hours stressful. Mm-hmm. And then another really horrible time was I did my friend's wedding cake in the beginning of August this year. So the first weekend of August, no, I think it was the 8th and it was like boiling. Mm. It was, I think on the actual wedding, it was like 34 degrees and it was just extremely hot and we didn't even bring the cake out to the evening because like luckily there was an air-conditioned kitchen it was a it was a garden wedding air-conditioned kitchen where it stayed in but she ordered um french fancies okay Mm -hmm. i don't know if you saw it i did i saw the picture yeah i had such a good response and i was so pleased with them in the end but they were meant to have cases on them each cake each fondant fancy was meant to have the case which i'd made out of icing and I'd made them all and I made them like weeks before because I was going to like, they're going to set. And even I got my partner to help me. He's an engineer. So he was making up these boxes to try and create the stands so that they would like kind of hang upside down. And basically the case was just the case. And then I was going to put the cake inside, but the case was going to be icing, which is very difficult to work with. So you basically just define gravity, <laughs> having them like upright. Um, and then on the Friday, the day before, they're all fine. They were sitting there. 
like normal, like up the right way, just ready to put the cake in. Yeah, the big one broke on the Friday and there wasn't enough time for me to then make another one because it had taken like two weeks to set and that just broke my heart because I knew it was my friend so she wouldn't be like angry or upset and she knew like with the heat there were so many issues but it was just oh that was so horrible and so upsetting and what's tough about my job I guess as well is I work on my own so if something goes wrong there's no one I can talk to directly for support or for opinion on things and I have to be very calm and very like sensible in my thought process and not get too stressed like too stressed about things if that makes sense because then I'll just work myself up and it won't help the situation um so that can be really tough sometimes when yeah when things don't go wrong or don't go right um and it's it's all my responsibility there's no one else to kind of take any of that blame or responsibility from a kind of financial point of view, uh, for someone who set up their own business, what what do you have to think about? Um, obviously, paying yourself, but you know, what what else do you have to think about as as somebody who runs their own company? So it's like considering all the expenditures that I would mm-hmm. so all the cost of ingredients and boards, boxes, and it's planning all of that and then quoting based on the cost of everything plus mm-hmm. then my like what I'd earn for the time that I'd make it which is definitely um difficult and it's come yeah. over time of charging the right amount like it's it's not uncommon at all for some bakers to not even make any money right on, okay like what they're doing um just because otherwise we think we're overcharging if that makes sense because at the end of the day it's a cake but if you think that cake might have taken me five hours exactly but that, <laughs> so, that's what I mean it's the whole kind of thing yeah. of like you say somebody could go into a supermarket and see like a discounted cake but that's been sort of mass produced but what yeah. you're doing is literally you're you, somebody is commissioning you so you are an artist and so you're putting yeah. however many hours of design work into a bespoke piece of work so that's what people have to remember but I can imagine how it must be really difficult to know what what to charge yeah so I'll try and initially work out the cost of the ingredients the board the box for that specific cake or whatever it is um and then estimate how long it would take me but then that's always an estimate unless it's one that I've already done it is always a rough estimate because until you're doing it it could take longer than you think or it could take a lot less time than I think but you have to quote beforehand you can't Mm -hmm. just make it and then be like I'll let you know afterwards (laughs) because that's not really the thing to do um so but then that comes with time and practice Mm -hmm. and and also it's what you feel comfortable with charging as well like obviously when I first started making cakes they were definitely nowhere near as good as what they are now. So I wouldn't want to charge what I charge now because the product's not going to be as good. Sure. So it's just kind of, it's, it's a bit of everything really. It's, it, is, mm. it is hard and it's still hard now. Sometimes I get a lot of people telling me I undercharge. Mm. Um, but then it's that balance between if I put them up, would I then lose some business? Would some right. people think too expensive? But yeah, it's, yeah, working out all of that. And then also, but it's not just the ingredients, it's... Um, if I've got to go to a specific shop to get a specific thing, that's my time to go and get that. That's my petrol to go and get that. Um, it's also electricity, my oven to be on, water. Like there's lots of, lots of added expenditures, which can kind of be forgotten a little bit about. Yeah, to then organise all of that for the business side of it. It's just being organised and obviously 
I do I do all my own accounts and things like that. So well, I have an accountant, but I do it all, and he just does all the official stuff. <laughs> but I feel like I need him to do everything soon because <laughs> I just don't have time. So, how important is social media to your business then, in terms of marketing? Oh my goodness, very important. Yeah. Yeah. I think if social media wasn't a thing, I don't even think I'd have a full-time business. I don't know. Really? Is it that? Well, well, 90 to 95% of my clients all get in touch through social media, either through Facebook or through Instagram, which comes through emails. Or my, my Instagram is linked with my website. So if I get people come through the website, they're probably through Instagram. I do have my website, which people can just find from Google, which is obviously unrelated to social media. Um, but I can kind of tell which direction the emails have come from. So I know that's a lot less. And for me to be on social media as well, to be able to share my cakes I do there and then on my Instagram stories or Facebook or Instagram posts, and I try and do it daily, it then keeps people, I'm on people's minds. Yeah. Whereas if it was social media wasn't a thing and it was just my website that you had to like log on to, yeah. people wouldn't see my work as much. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so interesting because essentially you are, it's it's continuing a relationship with your client base in that yeah. sense, isn't it? And, and oh, they, they will share. And, and that's a really, that's a lovely thing as well. I think um, just and that's a advantage, I think, and the positive things of, of social media is that um, that human element um, and being able to kind of just leave a comment or chat about something Mm. um so so yeah but it's wow so essentially what you're saying is that your your business would perhaps be a completely different thing if if social media didn't exist yeah I really don't know I've never known it without social media so it um yeah I just have so much work come through there and like you say with people commenting sharing um I'll, I'll post a picture of cupcakes for example today I posted some pictures I think today of some dinosaur cupcakes and then I had someone like message me on Facebook saying can I order them for December because they they saw them and they thought I don't know who they're for maybe a nephew or something they're like they'll be great for my nephew but if I hadn't posted that specific picture they might not have thought that they'd want to order that if that makes sense at all so yeah um so it's, it's, it's important for me to be very active on social media so that I create the business. And obviously there's a lot of competition. There's so many bakers around, like there is in a lot of different industries. There's so much competition. Um, and since, since lockdown, there's been a real uh, spike in other bakers and other um, food people like platters and all that kind of stuff so many people that started up their business because of the time something that maybe they've always wanted to do so it's increased a lot of competition so yeah it's it's trying to stay active for that reason as well I guess as humans we all have like a weird and complicated relationship with food so we love it, but we also have cultures of demonizing certain foods and like what's in and what's out and diet cultures and all of that sort of thing. And um, where do you sort of fall on the whole? Because obviously cakes and, and biscuits and things, you know, that uh, it's it's under there's a sugary treats, as it were. So how how do you feel? What What is healthy eating to you and how how does that kind of um 
how do you encompass that in in your kind of branding and who you are as a as a cake maker well for me it's just a just a balance really I've definitely got a sweet tooth and I'm not gonna I don't cut out with sugar and all of that but 95% even 99% of people order from me for an occasion so then that's mm-hmm. what you want for an occasion like treats yeah so it is balanced like I most people wouldn't order from me every week their weekly supply of cupcakes right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not that kind of business it's as such a so diet, no. no no it's it's all for occasions and events and specific sure. dates and things so um but for me it's definitely just moderation mm-hmm. for a healthy lifestyle what about allergies and things though do, do people ask you um if there's specific allergies do you have to bear that in mind etc yeah no I definitely um bake for various allergies and intolerances and things like that so I, I offer vegan cakes um in some of my flavors and dairy-free gluten-free definitely can do nut-free so um that's that is something I do offer but I wouldn't class that as like healthy because in all of them, there's still sugar. If you were to go back to school now, um, what advice would you give your 14-year-old self? Main advice, I guess, would just be not too hung up on a specific career at the age of 14. I feel like there's a lot of pressure at that age with going into GCSEs to be able to be told or to know what you want to do. And... Some people do, but most people don't. And I found there was a lot of pressure with that. Um, and also, I know it's maybe a little bit in a little few more years from there, but to not be drummed into going to university. <laughs> no. Do you, do you feel that there was that pressure at school? That 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this isn't so much at 14. This is when I was at sixth form, but a whole module, so a whole five, six weeks was on uni so yeah it's just yeah not giving into that pressure because I nearly did I almost went to uni <laughs> and right. I'm so just glad I did everyone else was doing it and yeah no 100% I, I I had all my interviews I got a place at Winchester School of Art I sorted out my halls I bought my halls I sorted out my loan everything and then it was meant to go in September and then I think June so a couple of months before I was just like, no, I don't want to do this. Obviously, I, I knew that I didn't, not knew that I didn't, but I was just unsure the whole time. But I just kind of went along with it because that was what, like you say, drummed into me, especially from doing a foundation degree. Because that is the known as the stepping stone to go into uni. Uh, so, yeah, I'm very glad I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, and it shows that a real strength of character for you as well, that you were listening to yourself and going, no, this isn't, you know, mm. there's, there's something else that I want to do. So, and look at you now running your own business. I know. That was the September I started doing the cakes as well. Not for me, I got the job elsewhere, but that's when I started that career, I guess. So more specifically then, if, mm-hmm. if somebody's listening to this and thinking that, you know, they really enjoy baking at home and they're creative and, and they like the sound of this profession, um, what's any specific advice that you'd give to somebody um, uh, for what they could do next? I think with cake decorating, it's, it's just practice. So if like, and baking, like baking and cake decorating. So just make as many cakes at home for family, friends. Um, there's always occasions to make cakes for. Sometimes you don't need occasions. <laughs> a Wednesday, yeah, exactly. Um, 
I think from what you said about courses, I personally just think it, it is practice. There are some courses that you can do, I guess, but mm. they're so expensive. And I think YouTube is better. There's so many techniques and try like workshops and things on YouTube, which are all free. Um, I even still, obviously, it's, it's every day is a learning curve for any creative industry. So if someone asks me something I haven't done, I'll always YouTube and see if there's a great tutorial on YouTube. Um, that's definitely for practice and just follow like loads of different baking accounts on Instagram creating an Instagram account is really good as well um a separate one because then you get a lot of feedback and you can chat to other bakers on Instagram like it's such a great network like I've got so many like Instagram friends who I've obviously never met who are other bakers local but also just all over the country slash world um where you just give tips and advice to and it's a really nice community that's really good advice with the whole instagram thing because you know mm. you, you can just set something up and 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 that can build your confidence but also like you say that you can build a network a community and it's like a little portfolio isn't it sort of straight yeah. away so no it's great if if someone was to approach me wanting wanting a job or to work with me when I'm at that stage or even if I'm not and they just approach me um if they had an Instagram account of their work that is such a great way of seeing it and it, it shows that they're kind of serious as well about baking and they really enjoy it and you can do that at 14. Finally then Heidi where can people see your creations? My website is www.heidiscakes.com and then my Instagram is heidiscakes01 and my Facebook, just Heidi's Cakes. Simple. So, yeah, hopefully you'll all remember that. Just Heidi's Cakes. <laughs> okay, confession time. Uh, whilst editing that episode, I was totally eating cake all the way through. It's <laughs> impossible not to. Um, and it's also impossible for me to describe with words how cool these cakes actually are. So you have to check out Heidi's website uh, or her Instagram page. Um, there is something for everybody. It's they, They're just beautifully, beautifully done. Um, and whilst you are there, whilst you're on Instagram, do check out our Instagram page, which is at AstroZooKeeper, where Heidi has has kindly given us her follow-up three pieces of advice uh, for anyone interested in pursuing this career further. Um, and if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to our little podcast um, and give us a like and give us a review and give us a share because it really does help other people find where we are. And of course, thanks to you for listening. <laughs>